Low. How was Houston? It's good to know. It was okay. It wasn't awesome. You've been to Houston? You think it's awesome? You think it's better than Chicago? Do you think it's better than Chicago? You guys should uh like arm wrestle right now to figure out who is right. Would you guys be down? I'm just kidding, I wouldn't do that. Don't worry. Who who thinks Abdi would win though? All right, maybe maybe we'll have an arm wrestling contest after after this. But welcome to Elevate. If we could put the sermon slide uh, up, please. Listen, the reason why we are here is to worship God. Amen. It's pretty simple. You know, you gotta make your life simple sometimes. I know that's kind of hard for some of you because you're very complicated. A lot of you guys are complicated. And if you're a girl, sometimes, you know, you just have different complications than us, right, as men, right? Like, you got to worry about other things. Like, sometimes we just wake up and we're ready to go. You guys have to wake up and you got to make sure because you're going to a specific place. And this specific place has specific people. So now you have to look a specific way for these specific people at the specific place. But then when I wake up, right, I'm just like... It is what it is. You get what you got. You know what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> Hello. Right, TJ? That's right. All the time. And then you kind of have to realize, you know, you can't wear basketball shorts to church every Sunday. And then you're like, oh, all right, I shouldn't wear that every Sunday. Maybe I should wear some pants. Amen. Either way, why do you come to Elevate? All right? Is it to see a specific person? Is it to, do you want to look a specific way? You get your, every elevate, you got to be like, okay, man, I only see this dude or this girl once a week, so I got to make sure I come fleek, so I got to make sure I come fly, I got to make sure I look good, I got to make sure I got my new shoes, got my new, what does that say on your hat? NASA hat, it's a nice hat. Is that, is that why you guys come to elevate? No. You come to worship God, Right? Make it simple. Make it plain. Don't complicate it. If we can go to Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. We're in a sermon series called Enthroned. Everybody say Enthroned. Enthroned. TJ made that slide, man. Praise God for TJ, right? Making all the types of gifts, man. Just, just in there, right? In that, in tu corazón, right? In your heart, ready to burst forth, right? So Psalm chapter 22 Verses 1 through 5. How many of you read Psalm chapter 23? Right? So this is mathematics, right? So this is the psalm before chapter 23. Right? A lot of people just skip this because Psalm chapter 23 is one of the most popular psalms in the Bible. Right? You got in movies and everything. But Psalm chapter 22 is very important. I recommend you guys read the whole thing. Now, it says right here, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. Amen. That's David speaking about his God. And who is his God? He says, you are enthroned as the what? As the what? As the what? So God is what? God is what? 
God is holy. So what does it mean to be holy? Does it mean God is dressed all in white and he has a white beard and he levitates when he walks? Does it mean that when you go to, when you, like when you go to his house and everything, he has everything organized, spotless and clean? Does it mean that, you know, he makes sure his foods are separate and his clothes are, looks a different way? No, no, it's, it's God is holy because he's unique. He's different. He's set apart from everyone else. He's set apart from anyone in heaven, all the angels, and he's set apart from anyone on earth, all the humans and creatures. See, God is different. That's why he's holy. He's unique. He's above our understanding. He's other than. He's otherworldly. He's outside of our thinking. He's outside of what we can make and create. He's outside of what we can do. You see, God is unique. God is holy. You see, in heaven, the angels are circling around him. And God, you know, God and the angels, right? You know, that's, that's timeless right there, right? That's, that's a long time they've been circling around him. And what are they saying every time? They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You see, every time they're circling around him, it's just, he's just so holy. They continue to worship him. This idea of being holy, unique, different, we recognize that. We recognize that. We recognize creativity in our arts. We recognize creativity when it comes to people doing something new. Like, let's say there's someone that is dancing in a new style, rapping in a new way. We see someone that has made a new uh, business. It's creative. It's something we've never seen before. So what we do is we praise this person. We say, man, dude, like imagine when... Steve Jobs, right? He's like, man, like I'm tired of carrying on this big old thing to listen to music. I want to put this, I'm tired of like having to, you know, carry around a computer or whatever to listen to music. I don't even know what they listened to back then. It's been so long. How did they listen to music? He had a CD player. There you go. No, CD player. All right, the cassette's a little bit before that, okay? We're not going that far back, all right? Going that far back, okay? But they had a CD player back then, and you have to have a, like, you had to have have a book, right? You'd have a book. You remember the book here, Stan? Anybody else? TJ, you remember the book? The book that you keep all your CDs? You remember that? You, so you keep all your CDs, and you had, you had to write it. You had to label it. And you, might, you had to have multiple binders. There was binders, really. And then Steve Jobs is like, listen, I'm going to put all of that into an AirPod. Well, not AirPod. iPod. All right, an iPod. Anybody ever had an iPod? Man, dang, so many. I didn't even have an iPod. I was, man, I was, I was so envious as a child, man. God, God, I was like, my, I was like, man, I want an iPod. And then my mom was like, what? We can't afford no iPod. I see all my cousins. I'm like, they got iPods. They never let me share either. And they had all this whack music I didn't want to listen to. So every time I got their iPod, I was listening to like Avenged Sevenfold or something. Y'all don't know about that. And I was like, man, I don't want to listen to this. I want to listen to some Tupac. Like, we don't like Tupac. I was like, what? So. But Steve Jobs, when he did that, right, everyone praised him. They're like, dude, this dude's a genius. This guy just revolutionized how we listen to music. Dude, he deserves to get conferences. We need to listen to him speak. And then you see all the dudes that just very sweaty come up and start listening to Steve Jobs speak for an hour, right? That's some random stuff. See, when, when people are creative, when they're unique, when they're different, they're praised. 
And this is an idea that is experienced in heaven, but it's, it's, it's inf- infinite, really, because God, think about eternity, think about an infinite God who's greater. I mean, you ever seen like those pictures on the Macs, the screensavers? Like, man, it'd be some beautiful scenes, right? Some beautiful scenes. Like, you've seen the, like, the, the mountains and then the snow and then there's a little river coming in and then it starts to get, like, summer. You ever seen those screensavers? You know, the Bible says God's glory is like the mountains. It's like the mountains. Because the Israelites, they're walking around. They're like, man, dude, how beautiful is God? How unique is God? And they're looking at the hills and the mountains and they're like, man, dude, God has to be more beautiful than that. And I can stare at this all day. I could, I, I, I'll, like you have people that climb just to look at the view, and yet they're saying, man, God is more beautiful than that. He's more unique than that. He's something to behold. So God is holy. Amen? He is holy. And, and him being holy, we have to understand he's the only holy one. They're not saying he's one of many that are holy. He's saying he's the holy one. If we can go to Exodus Chapter 20, uh, if we can go to Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. So God spoke all these words, speaking to Moses, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So catch that. God is saying, I'm the Lord, your God, who brought you out of slavery, that place Egypt, you know, where you're there for hundreds of years. And then he gives them this command, you shall have no other gods before me. It's the first command. You shall have no other gods before me. Another translation says, you shall prefer no other god before me. Later on in 10 chapters, he says, you shall not worship any other gods because I am jealous of you or for you. So God is saying this. He's saying, I'm the only God you are to have and to worship. I'm the only holy one. These other gods, they didn't set you free. They didn't set you free. You see, Cielo, let's say she gets saved, and she feels that peace. She has that moment, but now she begins to live not for Jesus, right, but for something else, for another God, the God of entertainment, the God of money, the God of, of whatever it is nowadays, man. People be, like, just selling themselves on, like, TikTok and social media, right? The God of popularity, fame, notoriety. Those didn't set her free. Those things didn't set her free. Kirsten, y'all don't know this, but she was into witchcraft. She worshipped other gods. But those gods didn't set her free from depression. The God, the Holy One, set her free. Godina was Catholic. She had another religion. She didn't know this God, but once she knew this God, she was free. You see, the Lord, her God, set her free. None of these other gods. So therefore, he's using this. So God is not like being the parent who says, do this. And then you're like, why? Why should I do this? Because I said so. See, God's not acting that. He could. He has every right to. But God is saying, worship no other God. And they're saying, why? Because I'm the one that set you free from slavery. Because I did this. I did this. While you thought about crying out to these other gods, I'm the one that actually has ears to hear. An arm to save. He's the Holy One. But then it gets to this idea, if we can put the slide on, what is worship, right? Because we know who this God is. Now now we know the who, but what? What is worship, God? What is worship? Can I worship you when I smoke some weed, Lord? 
Can I worship you when I'm chilling with my girlfriend? I'm being real cool with her. You know, even though we, we fall into sin everywhere and have sex, it's okay because, you know, I'm doing it. I'm loving her right. Can I, can I worship you if I get drunk? Can I worship you if I lie, but I'm lying because I don't want to get in trouble because I know if I get in trouble, people won't think I'm Christian anymore. They won't think I love you anymore. You know, I'm trying to keep this image. There is a proper way to worship God. A lot of people think, hey, I'm, don't judge my worship. Don't judge my worship. There is a whole book to judge your worship, people. There is no such thing as I got a private relationship with God. I worship him how I want. It's none of that. Ain't no relativity stuff up in the Bible. That's, not, that's, that's stupid. That's not what God is doing here. He's not saying, well, you can have your own personal time with whatever God you're doing. He's like, no, worship me. I did this. So if we can go to Romans chapter, uh, actually, no, if we can go to the slide, please, that I sent you, Oscar. Did you get that? If we can go to the slide. What is worship? What is praise? Think about those two things right now. When you come to Elevate, you see people quiet, you see people sleeping, you see people talking, you see people on the phone, you see people lifting their hands, you see people screaming, you see people crying, you see people dancing. Everyone will say, hey, I'm in worship. But what is worship? And what is praise? When we say praise God, what exactly are we saying? You see, words matter and actions matter. They coexist. They are not separate things. They happen at a simultaneous time. They happen one after another. So when you're worshiping God, you're going to praise God. When you praise God, it's because you're worshiping God. But what exactly is worship? We can go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Because a lot of people think worship is just when I sing the songs on the lyrics or when I just think about God or I just look at the lyrics. We think that's worship. Some people think worship is a time, like, hey, I was in worship. Some people think worship, right, is just karaoke. I'm here to tell you that it's not worship. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's what? In view of God's what? To offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This is your true and proper worship. When I was uh, doing one-on-one with Jorge, where's Jorge? My man. Before my man got saved, we were on lesson, I think, three or two for like a whole, like, two. For like eight months, right? Or like longer. Six. Six months. We are just on lesson two because I knew something was up with this dude. But he, every time we met, we always had fun. We were talking about Jesus. And there was just one thing that I could not get this man to understand, and that was worship. It seemed like every single time he came, he was like, bro, why do I have to sing? I literally, I can't sing, bro. Have you ever heard me sing? You remember this conversation, the conversations we have about worship? And you would argue with me back and forth, but it was, it was loving argument. It's okay. And one-on-one, it's okay to argue with your one-on-one or a bit, all right? Just don't drive TJ crazy, okay? All right? It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ponder. It's okay because the more you're asking questions, the more you're wrestling with something. So Jorge is wrestling with this idea that I have to sing songs to God. That's weird to me. And why do I have to do that? Can't I just say I love him and that would be cool? Like why do I have to worship him? 
See, we're all, at that moment, we're, we're having the wrong conversation because we're talking about praise. I've seen songs to God. That's a form of worship, but it's mostly about praise. But this is true and proper worship. When Jesus is speaking about worship in the Bible, he never says, I desire worshipers that sing on the C note. I desire worshipers that can play instruments. I desire worshipers that got a nice voice. They sound like Mariah Carey before she met Nick Cannon. I desire worshipers like this. So now he says, I desire worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. It has nothing to do with singing, does it? It has everything to do with this word right here, sacrifice. You see, in the, in the book, in the Bible, in the book that we read, your book, my book, that's the book we read, you'll see every time God does something cool for people, right, like Noah, when he spared them, when he spared Noah and his family, Noah gets on land after being on, in sea, on sea for a long time, and what does he do? He sacrifices to the Lord. When you think about what the priests had to do when they came into their tabernacle, their temple, the place where they worshiped, they had to sacrifice to the Lord before they did anything. You see, we as Christians, we don't have to get like, you know, our, our chihuahua or something and say, well, Lord, this is for you. And just toss them on the altar and cut them up, right? We don't got to do that. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't, you don't got to go to the farmer market and be like, they're like, what do you guys want? I'm like, well, you got a live one because I'm trying to sacrifice. You don't got to do that. You're the sacrifice. You're the sacrifice. Praise God, it says living sacrifice, amen. We're not no weird cult religion where we're sacrificing people. Living sacrifice. That means you don't matter when it comes to this thing called worship. Because why? You're sacrificed. Do you think when they were sacrificing those, that lamb, that they were asking the lamb, bro, is, uh, is the rope that's tied to you too tight? I can loosen it. Did I just go too deep when I shanked you? Sorry. Are my cuts a little too deep? Let me, I'm sorry. No, no, no. When they, they gutted that thing, they gutted that blood was everywhere. Maybe one day we should just play a video how it would look. No, I'm just kidding. Don't worry. I won't do that. I, I can't stomach it. I don't know how they did that, but I can't stomach that. But they did that, right? Do you think that your worship now can't be anything else but this sacrifice? It can't or it won't be true and proper. Holy and pleasing. Why does, why does it have to be holy? Because we worship a holy God. How are we going to worship something that's holy without being holy ourselves? So God wants us to be holy so we can worship the Holy One. We have to be a sacrifice. Your opinion does not matter when it comes to worshiping God. You don't have to say because going back to who God is, he's the one that sets you free. So because he sets you free, then you have to do what he says. You were powerless without him. You were weak without him. But he came to save us and set us free. So you have to live as a sacrifice. And it's holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So worship has less to do about me, 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 and more for him, him, him. It has less to do about how you feel, 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 and more what he says, says, says. You see, worship is not about us in a sense where we get to dictate what worship is. Worship about, is about us surrendering ourselves to God. That is worship. 
That is worship. So worship is not a song. It's not an activity. It's not a band. Worship is a proper response to God's mercy and goodness. So worship is a response. If we can get the next slide up, please, sir. Worship is a response, and I like to keep things simple. Isn't this the most simple thing you've ever seen? I just want you guys to recognize this, right? Because I want to let you guys know we're about to get in the next verse. If this don't happen, you don't get a revelation of God, and you don't know his love, then worship and praise will never truly happen. You see, if you never get that revelation, if, you, if it's never revealed to you who God is and that he loves you, and it's genuine love, that he is the Holy One, then you will never truly worship God. You will never truly praise him. Because you're not worshiping and praising God to know him. You've already known him. You're not seeking a God that is hiding. You're seeking a God who is there in front of you. It's like when you are expected to marry someone, right? There's a stage called the talking stage. How many of y'all been in the talking stage, right? And man, it's a beautiful stage. Some of us never make it past the talking stage, right? Some of us need to not get in the talking stage anymore. Y'all need to start talking to Jesus because the talk, talking stage has brought you too many places. When you get with this person after talking to them, a lot of people just stop talking to that person. They just... They're not interested anymore. The messages are dry. Everything's dead. Because they were just getting with them just to get with them. They never really cared about them. That's just, that's just some, also some advice for you guys. Ladies, if some guy, he, he seems like a magical and everything and amazing, and then once you get with him, and then he's just like, dude, you got to drop him real quick. You got to drop him real quick because he's, show, he's showing you his true colors. Amen? So when you meet someone and you finally get married, like, and you marry someone, you don't just stop talking, like, oh, I'm married. All right, well, I did it. I'm accomplished now. If I did that, oh, I would not hear the end of it, okay? My wife would be like, do you even love me? I'm like, babe, yeah, well, you're my wife. I don't seem like it. Am I really? Like, that's the questions I would be getting. So, a lot of people are like, why should I worship God? Why should I obey God if I'm already saved? I talked to a Catholic person before, and then, and then he was literally saying, wait, so you're here to tell me that I know God, then I do X, Y, and Z. I'm already saved, then I pray and worship. But why would you pray if you're already saved? I'm like, what? I was boggled because I'm so used to hearing people that know what I mean. So he's thinking, dude, I got to do X, Y, I got to, man, I got to make sure that I pray to God like this amount of times a day. Then after I pray to him, I got to make sure I like give it to the homeless, go to church, say confession, do this to the priest, yada, yada, yada. And then I can be saved and know God, hopefully. It's completely backwards. You see, God, he initiates. He initiates. Okay, he's the one that starts it. He's the one that reveals his love to us. And because we know his love now, now we know he's holy. We know who he is. He won't put us to shame. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. Now we praise him. Now we worship him. Because worship is a true and proper response to God's mercy. That is what it is. If we... Can now go to Isaiah 29, 13, and if I could have um, Melanie come up, please. 
we go to Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. A lot of us, a lot of us, when we worship, it's not a response to God's love, but a lot of times it's a response to peer pressure. A lot of times when we don't worship, it's not a response to a lack of God's love. It's a response to peer pressure. Listen, I want to let you yes, no. I'm done telling y'all to worship like this anymore. I'm done. I will, I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to beg you guys. Not. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to beg you guys to live for Jesus anymore. Some of you may already recognize that. I don't do that anymore. Before, I remember I would be messaging youth like, man, live for Jesus, dude. Come on, please, bro. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't do this. Please, man. Please. What I'm saying is I'm going to have talks. You, you want it. You got it. That's it. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll, I'll witness to you, man. I'll encourage you. I'll pray for you. But if you don't want Jesus, I cannot force Jesus into your life because no one can be forced to worship God. You got to understand this. People bring up the crusades. People bring up forced conversion. There is no tr such true thing. If someone was to put a knife to my throat, and let's say I'm not a believer, and tell me, say you believe in God, and I'm like, all right, I believe in God. I'm like, all right, we got a Christian here. That's not conversion. That's manipulation. Listen, y'all worship God because y'all experienced what the, the Israelites experienced. You were in Egypt, a.k.a. your sin, enslaved, and then God set you free. That's the only reason you would worship because any other way would be false worship. Isaiah 29, 13 says this. These people come near to me, God speaking, with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. So when you come to elevate, don't just be thinking, man, I'm going to lift my hands up because, well, everyone else is lifting their hands up, Right? And I got to make sure if people see me, they know that I'm worshiping. Don't do that. Lift your hands up because there's a God who sets you free. Oh, when I come to elevate, I got to make sure I, I, I act a certain way. I got to make sure I don't speak like I speak out there because if I speak like I speak out there, they're not going to accept me. Drop all that. Drop all that. Because there's a God that is actually true, and he's actually real, and he's actually worthy of worship. And what you're doing right now is you are walking farther and farther away from him. Because the more you praise God with your lips, but the more you do it for the wrong reason, the farther you are away from God. The more of a hypocrite you are, the worse you are. That's just the truth. This is how it is. You either do it for real, as in you live for Christ for real, besides what people say, or in spite of what people say, or you don't live for Christ at all. There is no in-between with God. There is no in-between with God. Don't live for our acceptance. Don't live for people's acceptance. Don't live because people are telling you to do this. Dude, recognize God's love for yourself. Know him as your own God. Know him as your God, not your mom's God, not your dad's God, not the leader's God, not, you know, 
elevates God, know him as your God so that you can truly worship him. Because, listen, worship is, is what you do in your life. It's your lifestyle. And if your worship is actually true and proper, then you will praise God. Then you will praise God. Because that is what praise really is. True praise, right, well, this is what worship is as well. It's when now, right, you got the two together, worship and praise. It's when what you're saying with your lips is what you mean in your heart. So it's when you say, man, Jesus, you're my everything. There's no greater love than you. See, that's true when you actually mean it. It'd be a shame to find out half y'all singing these songs, but you're lying the whole time. Jesus, I love you. And Jesus looking at you, you don't love me. Quit playing. That'd be a dang shame. That'd be a dang shame. If you get to heaven, you're like, Jesus, I said, Jesus, I love you a hundred times in that chorus. Just in one Friday. And Jesus would say, and you lied a hundred times in that one chorus on just one Friday. But Jesus, I went to church. Yeah, I was there. You weren't paying attention. Jesus, you know what I did? I did one-on-one. Yeah, man, but you didn't listen to half the things that dude said. Oh, Jesus, come on, man. No, 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 no. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Listen, this is how Elevate's going to be. If you want to come here and waste your time, you do it. But if you want to worship God, then do it. Do it. Come worship God. This is a place now where, and I want to I make it clear, Kirsten, where does she meet God? Does she meet God here? No, she was in her room praying. You see, when you worship God, you praise him anywhere. See, that's the difference, really. You don't wait till Friday, man, I can't wait for worship. Worship is going to be powerful. Heck, no, nah, man, worship been powerful since the cross. Y'all snoozing. Worship has been powerful since the cross. It doesn't matter. Uh, Mel was a great singer, but if I was singing right here, that would not change worship. It might, it might hurt your ears, but that wouldn't change worship. If I can have the altar workers come up, please. If you guys could all stand up. Listen, we, we worship the one true God here, okay? Amen? Our God who so loved the world that he sent his one only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Our God, who demonstrated his great love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God, you know, while she was still being a hypocrite, still depressed, Christ died for that, Karina. When Kirsten was practicing witchcraft, when she was seeking all the wrong answers, seeking the wrong gods, when she wasn't obeying him, Christ died for that Kirsten. When Cielo, when she was living a rebellious life, when she was sad, when she was depressed, when she would not turn to God, Christ died for that Cielo. So you understand, we, right, when you recognize what God did for you, not because you deserved it, like Karina was saying, not because you did X, Y, and Z, not because you're this awesome person, but really God did it because he is holy. 
Why should we do that? We understand that this, this unchanging God, he doesn't shift and, and, and move around in his character and his personality. He stays the same. He's holy. He's always been holy, and he always will be holy, and that's the God we trust. He won't put us to shame. Once we recognize that and that's revealed to us, then we'll worship. Our lives will seem less complicated because when you're a sacrifice, that's all you're doing. You think, and I'm back to the animal, right? You think the animal was thinking about what he was going to do on Thursday when he was getting sacrificed on Wednesday? No, it wasn't. So if you're a living sacrifice, you're not thinking, well, man, after I'm done living for God, man, you know, I, man, well, I could really do this with my life. Well, I could really talk to this person. Oh, man, when I get out of Elevate, man, whoo, I'm going to turn up. You know, you're, if you're a sacrifice, you're not thinking that way. You're just thinking about the, the one that you're living for. You're just thinking about, God, what else can I do to praise you? What else can I do to worship you? What else can I do to show you that I love you? Because I know you love me, God. You can't, I can't earn your love. I can't gain acceptance from you, God. I can only receive acceptance from you, God. You guys could all bow your heads and close your eyes. The altar call is real simple. If you are not a worshiper, a true and proper worshiper of our God, then come up to this altar. If you don't truly and properly worship our God, come up to this altar. If your life does not resemble a living sacrifice, if you're still trying to find loopholes, figure out how you can follow Christ without truly following Christ. Listen, there's this thing that we have to face when we follow Christ. It's called the cross. That on our way to Jesus, there's one thing that gets in our way. It's called the cross. What is the cross? Well, the cross is where they would crucify people. You see, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, then this is what you must do. You must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. So where, what is standing between me and Jesus? It's the cross he was crucified on. You see, that same cross is the same cross that I'm going to be a living sacrifice with. You can't avoid it, Christians. You can't avoid it, Elevate. If you want to follow Jesus, your life is lost and a new life is given. If you want to say on Friday, I'm going to sing a bunch of songs, but be a hypocrite Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to come to church on Friday, but then I'm going to hang out with some friends that we're going to do some bad things on Saturday and Sunday. 
Monday, I'm going to act like a fool in school, cuss, curse. I want to be a halfway Christian. I only sacrifice my leg, God. I'll sacrifice this, God, but I won't sacrifice that. Then you aren't a worshiper of God. Your lips are saying one thing. I honor God. But your heart is saying, I hate God. God loves you. He cares for you. He came to us. He came to us because he's faithful. 